This is Untapped Power, insights and wisdom for collective transformation in the yoga community. I am your host, Amanda Stroni, a registered yoga teacher and financial coach working with you to redefine success and gain confidence in your business and in your life. This podcast serves as a sacred space with a new way forward to speak the truth about the yoga industry and to build a business and life that is defined on your terms. Join me for intentional conversations as we navigate the industry and explore the changing path ahead. We will dive into personal challenges, industry improvements, and financial stability, providing you with the tools to expand, grow, and create. I believe one of the greatest gifts we can give to the world is tapping into all of our personal power so we can collectively raise the vibration together. Are you ready to join the conversation? Now let's dive in. Happy Friday, everyone. It's great to be back with you as always. I have a special episode for today in store, so I'm excited to get into this. It's an invitation to hear and to listen to a live call from our free community. So through the podcast Untapped Power, we have our free community that meets every Tuesday at 2 Eastern Standard Time. And this week's episode is a recording of last week's call where we dived into the topic of inclusion and diversity in the yoga community. And together we tackled some of the questions that I prompt uh, everyone with prior to our conversation to just see where we can get our minds going. And so those questions were, am I doing enough? Is my teaching inclusive of all people and how can I ensure that my classes welcome diversity? Do I feel yoga is inclusive and diversity is present in all my classes? And are, am I aware of my own biases? So this episode is, is open, it's unedited, it's the conversation from this past week. And I say this often because it's true. I am honored and humbled to share in the sacred space with those who are committed to showing up each week. Because the people that show up do their own personal work. And they're authentic in sharing their voice. And I know that this topic is a lot, right? It's not something that we can just check the box and be done. We want to think that that's true. That's how our culture and systems have been designed, right? You take a course in diversity and inclusion and you're done. You have it figured out. But this topic is way more complex than that. And if we're willing to be uncomfortable and to open up this container and to share in these conversations and then to take action, I believe that we will eventually see change. And I believe now more than ever, we require an uncovering of our own personal bias so that we can ensure that a safe space is being held for all to be welcome. Yoga is meant to be taught in a safe and sacred space and all should be included in that space. So if this conversation, you would like to be a part of it, then get yourself signed up. All you have to do is visit untappedpower.net and sign up for free. And once you're a member, you're going to receive access to the completion of this call, as well as there's 36 other live calls since we started our group back in January. And I, I really welcome and encourage you, if you're a yoga teacher especially, maybe thinking of becoming one or a studio owner, or you're integrating yoga into your work in some way, shape, or form, It's all beneficial, any of those fields. So I welcome you to join in the conversation. Let your voice be heard as we work together towards collective change. I really hope that you enjoyed this call. 
and I thank all our members for participating, for joining, for showing up, for letting their voice be collectively heard. And I just want to note one other thing. Um, as you're listening to this call, you'll notice that there are a couple participants that um, are not speaking. They're just typing in the chat, and I'm able to verbalize those thoughts for them. So I just wanted to let people know that as an indication that if you're able to join the call, you don't necessarily have to be able to speak if you're if you're in, not in a place where you can, but you still want to hear and listen and participate. That is also an option. So just putting that on the table for people to understand and so you have some context as you listen into this episode. So again, get yourself signed up if you're not already through untappedpower.net. And I look forward to having you and seeing you hopefully on our next live call. Enjoy. Last week, I feel like we got into, you know, a deeper discussion on the how to how to be inclusive of everyone, how to include all people, whether it be in yoga or in our messaging or how we communicate. Um, and so, yeah, I'd just love to continue that, like how people are feeling or things that came up for our last discussion. If, if you had some reflections after we left um, talking and thought, oh, that, that was interesting, or I took some time to reflect on that, on something that was said and, and how it may have landed in you um, after giving yourself some space. Because I know sometimes like in it, it, with this topic, especially that like Sometimes I'll say something or hear something and then I'll just be like, oh, I need to like step back from it. And then I'm like, okay, that was not like, that was not, didn't land in the right way. Or I had some other thoughts that came up after the fact. Yeah, I'll say one thing. Um, I had been thinking a lot about kind of where we ended the conversation, where we were talking about like, what is our responsibility to take up other people's um, I don't know what the right word for this is, but to take up other people's situations or to take care of other human beings, especially like in the yoga space, but just in general. Um, and like, I kept thinking about like the things, the difficult things that I had been through and how much support that I had had to get through those things. And I was like, okay, I got my parents, I've got you guys, I've got my friends, I've got family. Like there were so many people that I could reach out to, to help me. And then I just tried to imagine going through those things without having any kind of support and just like how absolutely defeating that must feel. And I mean, like I've recognized obviously that I come from a place of privilege and have then some responsibility to utilize that privilege in a positive way. But for the first time, I think I really felt like the full gravity of what that actually means and how like kind of complacent I think that maybe I had been in the past by just saying that like I'm not going to take up these issues because I don't feel called to it but like thinking about all of the people that don't have the same means that I have or have the same support I've just been really thinking a lot about how much it is my responsibility like especially in an inclusive way in the yoga community to like start making space for those things and holding people accountable for also holding space for those things um, if that makes sense. I don't know. I just like felt like yeah. the full weight of like how difficult it must be to have no agency and no voice and no support mm. uh, in really tough situations like that. So that's been yeah. on my mind. Thank you. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, and it's interesting because to your point, it's, it's letting go of like the guilt or shame around like having it, mm -hmm. like not beating yourself up for having it, but 
but being able to see and have the perspective that someone else doesn't. And then what maybe resources can I use to put that person's voice ahead of mine? That's a big thing that I think of yeah. in sharing information. Like, is my message that important or can someone else have that message from a place of maybe not being able to communicate it? Can I put them in the position to, to, to use their voice? Yeah. And that's not always possible, but I think that that's, an interesting perspective, you know, and to think, just to think about it for yourself. Like, what would that look like to share someone else's voice? Even though I may have the same message. Yeah. Can I give them the platform or their, or reshare their message? So it's coming from them versus me. Yeah. I was watching, this is a little silly, but I was watching the show Ted Lasso um, a few weeks ago and like I think they had one episode that did a really great example of that, where one of the football players did a protest over the Nigerian government um, and how corrupt they were. And they did the protest during the football game, but then afterwards, Ted Lasso, like instead of doing the the um, the press conference afterwards, invited Sam, the player, to come up and speak um, himself. And he was like, "Today, I am not taking any questions." Like. If you have any questions about what happened today, you can talk to, you know, this person, like literally giving him the platform and giving him the space to share what he was going to talk about and allowing him to like set the boundary. Like, I'm not going to talk about football today. I'm only going to talk about uh, the issues yeah. that are in my heart and to my family. Um, that's a silly example, but I think it was like a really good representation of, of a good way of allowing other people to step into your platform or space, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, you know, for me, I, I speak for myself that I, I feel like I don't always do that. You know what I mean? There is this like ego component of like, oh, I need to be heard. Like my voice needs to be heard. Like, what do I have to say that's different and interesting? So I think that for me is like a practice of looking out there and seeing like, hmm, what's out there? What, who maybe is not being heard? And could you, how could I share their messaging? Cause I yeah. feel like that's something that I have access to and I could be doing. And I personally feel like I'm not doing enough of it. Um, instead of sitting in this place of like feeling guilty that I do have support and things, you know, where other people may not. That's a really good point. I feel like I like read something the other day that was supposed to be like a funny tweet, but it was just like, just so everyone's aware, you don't have to have an opinion on everything. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what makes a lot of sense. Cause I feel like, I mean, whenever we're in a room with people, like we want to have a say on everything that happens, but like, that's impossible because we don't even have the capacity within ourselves to know everything about everything. Right. So. Yeah. I know it is interesting. It's like a it's part of our human nature. I think part of our yeah. ego probably. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, let me look at the chat here. So we have some comments in the chat that I'm just going to read out. So G had mentioned, interesting, I feel like I've had minimal support in all that I've done and I'll add that I'm fairly happy in where I am. So I feel like I always have to make the decision in whether to take a step back and try and just be happy on how far I've come or put my head down and continue to push forward to see how far I can continue to go. So. Interesting. Yeah. I appreciate I mean, your perspective because it's like, 
it's so, and what's so fascinating to me always is that we each have, you know, our perspective based on our experience, where we've been, what we've seen. And we, it's so easy to generalize or to think that that's like, oh, this person must feel this because they don't have what I have. But that's not always the case to this point, like of like, how, I don't know how you feel. So sometimes, I mean, I think I come back to like the simplest things is to ask, like, yeah. Yeah. what do you need? Or what does someone need without making the assumption that I know because I think that they're unhappy because they don't have this. Like, like Christina, you had mentioned, not, not like pointing at you, but like that idea of like support, like for some people, maybe that's not, they don't need that. Right. Like that's, they don't need support. So to assume that everyone needs the same level of support that I do is an assumption. You know, I'm saying like, like, like you, Christina, I can see that and, and feel that as well, that it's like, I like having support. I like having this group. I like having friends and family and people that support me, but everyone may not, may not need that nor desire that if they don't have it. Yeah, that's a really good point. And definitely an assumption that I make very often because mm -hmm. I come from my very limited worldview. Um, but something I've been thinking about a lot lately is like, how do we create space for people to communicate what their needs actually are, if that makes sense? Because um, yeah. I feel like I lean really heavily on communication in all of my relationships. Um, however, no matter how hard sometimes I'll try to communicate with someone and try and get them to express their emotions or desires or boundaries, most of the time, not most of the time, but many times they won't meet me there. Um, and at that point, I have to kind of just like put my hands up and be like, well, if you can't express what you need from me, then there's nothing else I can do. But my tendency is always to like make the assumption, like you were saying, that they need the same things that I need. Mm. And then continue to like push those things onto this person simply because I believe that that must be what they need, even if they're not expressing it to me, especially if they're not expressing anything to me. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like, I feel like coming back to the yoga space, like, how do we really encourage people to just be open and honest about how they're feeling and where their boundaries are most importantly, um, when maybe in the past they have been conditioned to not do that or not feel like yeah. that's being allowed for them. Or maybe they just don't even know what that looks like in practice, because it's, I guess, a hard practice. But yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, it's interesting what you brought up with the with the yoga space, you know what I mean? Like thinking about boundaries and, and like the assumptions. I go back to assumptions because we were talking about assumptions, but the assumptions I often make about people, you know, based on my beliefs or what I've seen you know, to put people into these categories to say like, oh, they must be this because they're doing this, or they must be, you know, in this way, because they, this is what they've given me as context without, you know, it's almost like this, these small forms of like judgments that I'm making on people before I even have an idea of what they, what they can do or why they're there or what their intention is, because it's such a quick, conversation I mean how many times do you have a longer conversation with someone when they come into a studio or you meet like I mean unless you know someone and you're interacting with them before teaching them 
but it's usually really quick. And then it's like, you're, you have all these assumptions like, oh, they're probably not going to be able to do that. Like I was there yeah. last night teaching a class with someone and it was just me and one person. And I had that, those thoughts go through my head. I was like looking at this person and she was like, oh, I haven't really done yoga before. And then I had all my assumptions. I'm like, okay, I'll just do this. She probably can't do this. And then realizing, oh, she's able to do more than that. Like, why did I assume, you know, that she couldn't? And that's just like, I just watched myself in that process of like, wow, that was interesting. Like, I didn't really have that much context to go by. Like what I had known you for five minutes. So. I tried to watch my interactions this week of like when I had any students come in that maybe I hadn't before, I hadn't interacted before with, or in my region of very limited diverse students. Um, if I did have anyone that was in any way, shape or form sort of outside of what I look like, um, I just tried to watch how I reacted without trying to change anything, having last week's conversation in mind. And G's last week com comment of like being welcoming, I was like, okay, I can, I can try to do that without trying to be like overly anything. Um, and I just, I found myself just trying to offer like eye contact, trying to offer ways for them to be allowed to ask me questions or even sort of like in the midst of a pose offering them that eye contact to be like okay yes you're you got it you're there and I just wonder like how how that can reflect further into that welcoming experience and not end up in that way of patronizing anyone you know I, I'm not yeah. trying to be overly anything I just want to invite them in and be like safe space I know I'm the typical white lady but I want you to feel like even in my space you can be comfortable and then on the other side of it I was like just like we were talking before I need to also step back from not that I'm really on social media all that much but leading towards supporting the teachers that might not have had that loud voice as of late or you know supporting local area teachers that might be diverse that I can either go to their class or recommend their class and I just I feel so small in these like this is what I'm like coming up with now and I'm just like clawing at like how can I help in a way that feels comfortable but also like pushes me out of that discomfort too that's what came up from last week. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. And I think, you know, part of it, you know, what, from what you shared, it sounds like you are slightly uncomfortable, you know what I mean? And in a different approach of like, you know, like looking at people trying to figure out what works and like, and like we talked about last week, it's like being okay with messing up. Like it's not, it's going to be messy, yeah. like, right. Like it's not, I mean, I think we want to like avoid hurting or harming, obviously, because we care, but it's messy if we're really honest with ourselves because we don't know 
we've been conditioned, I feel like to, to do this a certain way that it's like, if I'm going to try it differently, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And so I may go revert back and it may be messy. And then I may be like saying things that are not right and feel weird and all the things. So, but I love what you talked about with like, just seeing people. I feel like that is part of that, that welcoming G that you were referring to, like just connecting with people and being real like I I think that that's really part of it is like being real being who you are like knowing that it's like okay I may say the wrong thing and like but I'm a real human I'm not like I don't have a script you know what I mean I'm not like I don't have this script that's like oh this is the right way I approach a yoga class and like to make sure everyone feels good and like it's it's like you're human um yeah I appreciate last week G called me out for something and I like, I like was so grateful for that moment, but I also recognize I can't ask everyone that I interact with, Hey, can you call me out when I mess up? Because that's not, that's not their job. I need to sort of be able to police myself in those situations. Mm. But I'm also like so grateful when somebody has that ability to be like, Hey, that that didn't land you're not you know communicating in a way that is really being inclusive or with your intentions so here's what you should consider like it's such a beautiful moment but I don't want to push that on I don't want anyone to have that job aside from my own you know policing like I said Mm. yeah it's I, I think I think I know I've been in that spot you know, of wanting someone to be like, oh, how would I say this differently? Tell me, like, give me an answer so that I can feel more comfortable, right? Like I can do it right because Mm -hmm. then I'm the one that's right. And like, I look good, you know, like I look like I'm, you know, aligning with everyone and following the rules and all that. But yeah, it's like that, like what what you brought up, Audrey, that inner policing, it's like your inner awareness to know like, okay, what is, what feels right and like where am I pushing myself out of my comfortability and if I notice that something like lands wrong for me like can I be bold enough to say like I screwed up like and to verbalize it I think to others is like a hard place I know for me like I feel like I can say to myself like I did that wrong but I'm not always willing to like go to the other person or the situation and then rehash it and be like, listen, like I was wrong in this situation. Like that I think takes more courage, you know, and that space of like, oh, I have to actually admit that I didn't do this right. And like, and they may not even care, you know, it may not even have landed or whatever. It's like more for, for you. And I'll go back to the chat because I think there's some, some great comments over here. Um, G, you had said, I think that this want to be comfortable is a big part of the problem. I'm a victim of this too. No one person has all the answers. And since we all have different perspectives, it's great to have this discussion more. We all have so much more to learn. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Absolutely. Go ahead, Christina. I just... I mean, like we had this conversation, the four of us last week, and even with just the four of us, like we're still 
talking about new things and learning new things about this conversation. But at the same time, it's just us four kind of like bouncing ideas around. And we have been talking a lot about like giving space and platform to other voices that probably have more insight onto this issue. But then the backside of that, which is like, it's not anybody's responsibility to teach us, which is kind of where it gets a little tricky because I've done, I've tried to do my own research, um, especially back um, during the Black Lives Matter movement when it like really hit its head here in Minnesota. Um, and I was trying to have difficult conversations with my parents and a lot of the things that would come up would be like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I was getting that a lot from my family in particular when we would try to have the conversation about it because uh, some of my family members are very much like in higher up positions at work and have you know social media platforms that if they say the wrong thing on social media, I mean, like everybody knows how that goes. I feel like it's redundant to say it here. However, I mean, like it's just how the world works at this point. You say one wrong thing and it's there forever. Um, and like we can know in our hearts that we can like take accountability for that mistake and learn and grow, but a lot of people won't see it that way. Um, and it does, I think, have to come back to like being comfortable with discomfort, which is ironic, but I mean, like the only way that we get through mistakes and, and tough things like that, but some people are not willing to be uncomfortable um, or to do research or to, you know, grow in any way, shape or form. And I think we're talking about this in a vacuum of people who are very um, geared for growth, like leaning towards wanting to be better and do better consistently. But there are a lot of people and it's hard to like put myself in their perspective because I don't have a lot of those people in my life who couldn't care less about learning yeah. more or growing. And it's almost impossible to have the hard conversations with those people um, at all if they're not willing to show up. That concludes our episode this week. Again, this is just a portion of our live call. So if you want to continue listening to this live call, head on over to untappedpower.net and get yourself signed up so that you can hear the full recording. And I welcome always your thoughts, your ideas as we move forward together. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Untapped Power. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider joining our free community that meets every Tuesday at 2 Eastern Standard Time, where we continue the conversation, share ideas, and raise the collective vibration. As a financial coach, I work with clients individually who are in the yoga industry and are looking to gain clarity and awareness around your personal finances. If this is you, then reach out to schedule your free connection call or sign up for the self-paced workshop, Developing a Spiritual Money Mindset. All information can be found at untappedpower.net. As always, continue to stand confidently in your power, use your voice, and allow your heart to be free. Until next time.